Hello. She was a level-headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on the way to Montreal. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. Hunter is back, and we are going to look at uh, the FIU game, the non-conference as a whole, and what we can take from that moving forward. And then we preview the Texas game. Uh, We get in-depth with that and uh, what we can expect from the Red Raider defense, the offense, and unfortunately, the special teams. Despite that, this uh, conversation actually got me pretty excited, which is probably a bad thing. So hopefully it does for you as well. Here we go. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I just want to do make sure I shout out our sponsor, Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. They're the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts can help find the best mortgage solution for you. They can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. They have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process online and it's easy and and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. They can be reached at prmiraider at primeres.com through the website at www.lendingwithpassion.com or by phone at 214-736-9466. So get in touch with them for, for any of your needs for anything like that. All right, Hunter is back. He is no longer boycotting Texas Tech football after they redeemed themselves against FIU. So he agreed to come back on the podcast and bask in the and uh, a blowout victory, which we can say is, I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> For sure. And it was. I, I mean, the first quarter, you know, we, it was slow, I guess. But when you really look, you know, step back and look at I me, mean, it wasn't. A blowout. We yeah. had 31 first downs at 10. Um, and uh, you know, we'll talk about it. It's it's weird. The the it's weird how much we are dominated all the games, even even SFA, yeah. like on the box, the in the box score. Yeah. Just it, when you think about how you know the score, I think we've outscored our opponents by 60 points, but um, you know, from points per drive. Uh, we're fifteenth in the country in net points per drive, and then in available yards percentage, which is so much better than total yards. Like, you know, it's if you, it takes how much of the field you have to gain. So if you start out at your own fifty and you gain thirty, then you gain sixty percent of the yards, right? Yeah. Uh, so it can it can kind of normalize short field position or long field field position. We are seventh in net yards available yards percentage so that's what we're gaining you know the portion of the field that we're gaining subtracted by the portion of the field we're allowing on defense Uh, and you think that's mostly because the offense was bad against sfa or i say that and and that's mostly defense driven i guess is the question like the how good we are in that metric or, or is that impossible to be defense driven considering it? No, it is. I, it's, I think it's largely defensive driven. Yeah. Um, it, like we're 12, like for example, in the one that I just gave, we're ranked 12th in defense and 18th in offense. So it's a little bit better, but I think it's just 
if you, you know, a lot of these models and they, they don't care about like total yards or and it's, it really just boils it down to per play um, type stats and per yeah. drive. And uh, you know, when we have two muff punts and when you allow an onside kick um, we've, we've had much, you know, we've had fewer drives than our opponents and then we've had some long plays yeah. uh, with coupled with three and outs. It's like the perfect kind of storm for us to look really, really good on paper from a, on a per play basis and yeah. or a per drive basis. Cause I mean, in the, I mean, in the big 12, everybody's played their schedule. That's all you can do is you play your own schedule. And um, some people have played an easier, maybe a three or four teams have some people have played harder, but you know, we have, we're gaining the most yards per play, which is just weird. Cause I, yeah, well, because we'll get into the UT game. I, I think, I mean, I'm more concerned about our offense than our defense yeah. going into the game. But yeah, yeah. What was weird? The start for FI. The start of the FIU game was. It was like every other start. It was slow, yes, but it was also weird. You know, obviously the Houston start with the onside kick, and then um, SFA um, also weird with the. I think, the pick six was in the first quarter. I can't remember. It was just, a, it was a weird start. And then, you know, this game, it just feels like the first quarter lasted about two and a half minutes and the other quarters were normal length. Like it, it was, it seemed like all I remember from the first quarter was the pick six by us, the muffed punt, obviously. And then the decision to not go for it on fourth and one at the 50, which to me is I mean, that re- directly resulted in FIU driving down and scoring, which I know it didn't, but uh, that was kind of the the attitude I had to. I mean, we can talk about that now if you want. And I know you you tweeted today that, you know, the fourth down uh, guru or whatever it is. I was just curious what that would show. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with that guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I see it. I see it tweeted almost after every decision yeah, like no. that. And I know it said it was a toss-up, <clears throat> and it even factors in opponent. And so – I still though just and the only reason it was a toss up is because of the the spread of right. the game. That's yeah. being a 20 20 point favorite. I think if if that would have, any other team on our schedule that would have been a bad decision but you know I the, I just think you drive down and get points there like the game's I, a blowout anyway. I just I don't see a scenario I don't see a scenario where that ends any differently and obviously this is hindsight. You punt, they drive down the field pretty quickly and score even it, like it couldn't have been worse going forward and missing it. Like they gained, you know, 20, oh. 20, 25 yards of field position. That was about it. And that was erased on a long a couple of long pass or a long pass play that they had. I just think it's more of, and I put, I put this on the board, but like, what's the point of this defense that we have? If you aren't going to, to have it as use it as a weapon, like to me, like you have a defense like that. So you can be a little riskier you know, and that's what I, and I don't even know if it even qualifies as a risk against a team like FIU, but I just hope that is not, and I think that's why I got so mad is I hope that's not a sign of things to come because if you're in that situation on Saturday, first drive of the game, we're going for it. I would hope. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's, that's really why I maybe would have, I would have gone for it, but yes. um, I think you go for it there just because like I said, that that's probably the only team where the decision was a toss up. Yeah. So from here on out, the, let's see the, the math place to go for it. So go for it, you know, go right. for it now and to prepare yourself for. Yeah. And, uh, and to on. tell your offense, you know, it's basically telling both units, like, I trust you. 
Like offense, I trust you to get this fourth down. Defense, I trust you if they don't. And to me, it, it just set a weird tone. I, it was just such a weird move. I just and we've talked about this many times on the podcast. It never, it all if it doesn't never, it never seems like Wells goes with the analytics, and so he's almost always wrong because sometimes he does what's right, sometimes he does you know what they say to not do, sometimes he does what they 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 say you should do, and so since he waffles back and forth, it's somehow he seems to always be wrong. And so it was just another one of those instances where it's just like another in-game decision where, I mean, I was, the Beatles household was in a bad place at that time. Just full disclosure. I was so mad. Like I, I did not understand. And it ended up being meaningless. I'm just afraid that it will mean things going forward, but who knows? It's probably a waste of anger at this point. Yeah, I think he's definitely a feel, you know, a quote unquote feel guy, the yeah, guy yeah. who just wants to use, looks at the numbers maybe, but it's all really, it just comes down to like feel what he wants to do. And, and which I, I would rather the guy who, like you're saying, just kind of yeah. sticks to something. Yeah. Uh, which, at least you'll be right, you know, hat, whatever the numbers say, theoretically. Right. Like you, you know, if that's a toss up, then you'll be right half the time if you go by the numbers. But if you go by feel, there's no guarantee either way. Yeah. Um, anything? I mean, what well, else? We talked about here? it before we started that game. It's hard to take a lot from that game because it went exactly how it should have gone. You know, like I'm glad we can't take anything from that. I, I think we took too much from the SFA game. And I'm glad we're not, we don't seem to be as a fan base taking a lot. The one thing I'll say offensive and defensively, really, the game plans were much more uh, involved. You know, offensively, you saw a ton of motion. I mean, like motion to the extent where it was almost like they wanted Texas to see it. Like it was, it was ever almost every single play there was motion, which I great. I want that. Uh, you saw some unique things in the red zone that screen to Koontz where, you know, it looks like pass interference and it is pass interference. If that pat- ball isn't thrown behind the line of scrimmage, um, you saw Koontz used a ton. You saw some play action boots. Um, you just saw stuff that you did not see in the SFA game. And then even defensively safety's moving around at the snap got, so, you know, n- one guy with his hand in the ground on the snap, rushing the passer, some more exotic blitzes. I don't know. I just, it just seemed like a more involved game plan. And I think that's part of the reason you saw the result that you did. Yeah. One thing I'm seeing, um, or I'm starting to notice, and I think it's might be a staple of, and I like it. It's the, you know, the jet sweep motion where we are faking the handoff or really that little quick pass play. And then there's the, there's a built-in dive, but we are almost, you know, very, very frequently throwing it out of that, like either, either an RPO or just a, design pass and that looks i mean there's a lot you can do out of that yeah I mean, you, you can hand it off to the receiver who's just like running horizontally and stretching you know threatening an entire part of the field and um, you can run it the other way you know just or run it up the middle or you got chuck running the ball himself out of it you know yeah. or um you know hitting guys quick in rpo type stuff and um yeah i, I like i'm just i'm you know, excited or interested to see kind of that part of the offense develop. It looks like something that we are going to be running a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, the, um, like you said, got everybody involved and I am, I'm just, there's something about our offense that, um, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm nervous about it. I think, you know, Shuck, he uh, – and I'm not a quarterback guru or I don't know anything really. But when I'm watch, re-watching the games, um, and this isn't necessarily the FIU game, but just the last three weeks really, uh, it is. It does seem a little slow, and or it does seem like we're not. Um, there's we're missing guys <laughs> that are open. Yeah, yeah uh, I agree. And you know, I, I think we can get better. I don't think it's something that's that it's like we stuck like that forever. But uh, but at the same time, he's got. I mean, physically, uh, he's got it all. I mean, some of the throws he makes are, are unbelievable. Yeah, I mean that one to Geiger, where I mean he put that thing in a box that was about the size of a football down the sideline. Like I thought I did not think that was going to be complete. I thought he was going to lead Geiger too far to the sideline. He put it exactly where it needed to be because Geiger was covered pretty well, really. I mean, he had a step, but that DB closed. Um, But you're right. The, my one complaint was Shuck and you saw it mostly in the SFA game, but, and this could be just a product of, I mean, he's been on campus, what nine, six months at this point. And so it could just be a, pro- a product of lack of live reps in Cumbie's scheme. Um, but there are moments where if he throws it a, a little before, like that's a big gainer instead of like the guy gets tackled right there. Or even against SFA, there were moments where, I mean, they were sending so much pressure. He, I mean, the the 45-yard fumble loss, two guys, Price and Rigdon, open at the sticks. He like – he rears back to throw it and then decides not to, and then decides I'm just throwing this deep to Izukama and gets strip sacked. And so I think it was a little better with Florida international. And I guess the hope is that just the the more reps he gets, the quicker all of that starts coming to him because yeah, like you said, I mean, physically he's all there. He's to the point where I don't ever need to see him run against a non big 12 opponent again. (laughs) Like I don't need that one where he slid and the FIU guy didn't see the slide and took him out pretty good. That made me very nervous. Yeah. Although I am convinced that I think he needs to be running a lot from here on out. Oh yeah, I agree. I just don't need to see it against Florida international or SFA again. Like design runs running um, on, on passes. Yeah. I think he needs to be for us to be, you know, effective. Yeah. And he's good on the run. And I think, I think it was, I think it was purposeful that the first offensive play of the game was that sweep boot to get him moving, get him comfortable, easy. There wasn't even a read. Like it was either to Geiger or you're running. And that, that seemed to get him going. And even those, you know, those goal line boots to Koontz, he was getting out on the move and, and executing those well too. So, you know, if we want to kind of transition into Texas, we were talking before I hit record part of the reason Arkansas put it on them is their quarterback can run and they, I mean, they use that to their advantage. Yeah. And if, if you want to take a step back, I guess one thing that struck me first week of conference and seeing some lines and then like seeing them settle a little bit as the limits for the lines have gotten bigger, uh, you know, it's just trying to figure out the middle of the big 12 and it's so tight, you know, like two through nine, it's unbelievable Yeah. because I, I think from a betting st- market standpoint, you know, people it's UT got blown out by Arkansas. I understand that, but I, I do think from a power rankings, if uh, they were, they're in that second or third team in the conference yeah. running with Iowa state. And I think us and Baylor are, in a running for ninth place, you know, the non, <laughs> yeah. the non-Kansas team. Yeah. And so Baylor's playing 
uh, Iowa State at home. Uh, I believe, yeah, it's in Waco. Uh, and we're playing in Austin. And, you know, the line is is seven or eight points. And so we're talking about the, arguably the two best non-OU teams versus the two not worst non-Kansas teams. And it's, I mean, it's a pretty close game. Like neutral field, we're less than a touchdown with, with Texas and Baylor is uh, a touchdown underdog at home. I mean, just really shows how tightly packed the teams are in this, in this conference. And it's like, you know, it, it's going to be one of those things where you look back and it's like a fortunately or unfortunately thing, because if we win our, we, we're going to have some 50, 50 games. And if we win them, we can kind of, we're going to be finishing way above maybe what we are in the standings. Right. Just because of how tightly packed everyone is. But uh, I'm not that surprised at the line. Um, I guessed before it came out that it would be nine and a half. That's what I would have made it. Yeah. Um, and right now it's eight and a half. It probably, it might go, it might move back the other way. Um, but, um, you know, it's, I, I thought it was interesting because I went and looked and, you know, the last 11 times that we've played a on the road, former big 12 South team, Oklahoma state one time at Baylor, OU in Texas really is what, who fits that. Um, they've all, we've been a double digit underdog every time, except when we played Texas, you know, the three times we played in Austin have been the ones where we've actually been given a chance. And then we won two of those games Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and one, one at Oklahoma state, but, and so here's another one where we're playing in Austin. It'll be a single digit um, line. And, and I can't help but mention, I mean, I remember the last year oh, yeah. podcast when I was just raving about how terrible that the line was like, I mean, there, these, I don't know how different the two teams are this year, but they're not that much different. And yet, look at look at look at the difference. You know, we were twenty yeah. point dogs in Lubbock after one game. This is a terrible line. Yeah, but um, I, I, I mean, that was after HBU, wasn't it? A little overreaction. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like you would you. There is a sense to me, I guess, that we're kind of playing with house money a little bit. You know that. Yeah, I, definitely. Like if this game was in Lubbock, I would not feel as I don't even know what the right word is. I, I would not feel as I guess like you said, like whatever happens, happens. Like I would be pretty I would need a win pretty badly if this was in Lubbock. Um, but being on the road, being three and oh, which I don't know, it could very easily could have been two and one with the Houston game. A lot of people probably thought that. So you only, I guess that's kind of where you get that house money feeling. I mean, cause yeah, I mean, if you're, if you beat Texas, I mean, you start to look at this thing a little differently. <laughs> Things with, yeah, exactly. Uh, whereas with them, I mean, they, I'm sure they're not, it's not like must win talk going on in their locker room, but if they, I mean, I don't think they want to start two and two and, and lose their first uh, conference no. game. Sark's debut but that you know they're weird because you look at their 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 uh the depth charts that they released today and i mean it's your typical texas oh yeah they look the part. I mean, they've they've got six guys in their depth chart on the defensive line that are like 300 pounders just yeah. monsters that and like i know they have that demarion overshone he's a really really good pass rusher They've got another guy who's he's got a, t- a difficult name to pronounce. It's like an African name who's also looks pretty good to me. Yeah, I, I think that'll be that think, is what I'm most worried about is the pass rush. That yep, me. I, I think we can run on them. Uh, I think that our receivers will be fine, um, but I I don't know about I don't know how our O line holds up 
against the pass rush. They did better against Florida International, but again, what does that mean when when you go from FIU to Texas? I will say, and this is kind of, I mean, who cares to a certain extent, but uh, Sir Roderick and uh, Taj Brooks are, I mean, they could be linemen. Like they are so good in pass protection. Like I, I saw Taj especially time and time again step up, and it wasn't like a shoulder that a running back usually gives. Like he basically pass sets, extends his arms, like stops the guy. It was very impressive. And so, but it's gonna take that kind of effort from all of those guys um, again because, like we said, Shuck is going to have to run, and. I guess it, it honestly comes down like I think the pass rush is going to get home. What is Shuck going to do after that is essentially the question. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to need to run, not run to avoid a bad play. Not not just do that, like, but run to and, and make plays. You right. know, like, yeah, when they there will be plays where we can't block him. But can he, you know, kind of escape and then find somebody or escape and run for a first down? That will be the another storyline to me is whenever when I rewatch our defense, I'm I'm really you know you've heard uh, or Chris Levels talked about this some with like Rocky Long coming and spending time with Patterson this summer yeah. and how Patterson's kind of like looked at our personnel and just you know I guess looked at the hard truth of we don't have a defensive end yeah I mean we don't have a your prototypical four three defensive end build pass rusher guy yeah. Um, We've got some – we had some maybe, like Tyree Wilson or maybe Banasaur, but we just put weight on them and, like, spun, spun them down or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but what we do have is a lot of linebackers, and we've got a lot of versatile-type guys. And uh, and some, I think, you know, Rocky Long has come in. We, we look different to me on defense. What we're doing defensively is, is different to me than in, in years past. Yeah. Uh, and I think, like, Dana, his opening – when he talked about our defense, he said, quote-unquote – they were just everywhere, all over the place is what he said. Yeah, they were yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, you know, we're manufacturing pressure in a way that's not with typical defensive ends. And it looked, you know, you'll, it's with these linebackers like Schooler, Rico, Booyah Randall, really all of them, you know, that can be coming on any given play. Sometimes it's multiple, but really our sweet spot is like third and like four to third and maybe 10 or 11. I mean, yeah. If it's that situation you watch, we, we are, it's like the only time we play man yeah. and we're bringing everybody except maybe one deep safety. Yeah. And, uh, and if like, or if you are in like five wide, we're, we're, we're coming. Yeah. And like, you know, will we do that? I'm worried. <laughs> I want us to do it on one hand. I'm a little worried about doing that, uh, against UT. Um, I'm thinking that we'll be like, if this B. John Robinson, who is, really good yeah i mean if if they throw it to him like in the i'm in the flats while we're doing that he's probably gonna score a touchdown well Um, okay let me that was a point i wanted to make against fiu you know we did that once and they hit the running back on a swing and scored the thing is if you're reggie pearson you can't do what he did. That that has to be a 25-yard game. That can't be a touchdown. Like, yeah, he's a tackle. you have to – I don't even need you to make the tackle, but he came in like he was going to, like, have a big hit and then when acted shocked when the guy cut back across his yeah. face. Like, you just have to shuffle him to the sideline and wait for somebody else to finish it off. And so I think you can – and I'm sure he'll get chewed out about it with that over film because it was awful, but – you and know, I, think I think we you, busted a coverage. I've rewatched. I can't figure out what happened because we didn't. I mean, we didn't cover that guy. And it yeah. looks to me like um, we had a linebacker who was 
this is my just after having rewatched it like yeah. 15 times trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. We had a guy who was it was like a read play where like if the running back is stays in the block, he goes right yeah quarterback and if he doesn't he covers the running back and he just missed the you know miss the read but um but yeah we did Reggie missed that tackle but I guess what I'm I'm curious you know against UT I think if we are if we do what we have been doing and it doesn't work a couple times early do we stick with it you know like yeah it's if it's a uh if we do it a couple times and they score and it's like 14 to 3 or 14 to 7 and the next time it comes up are we going to do what we what we do what what got us here or are we going to start to kind of like, you know, play differently? Um, Cause I guess, yeah, know. I guess it would just depend on what happens, you know, like if it's because what's nice and you mentioned to it, you kind of alluded to it about our D our defense being everywhere. Like Holgerson said, and part of that to me is because how long they are in the secondary, like it's almost like playing a basketball team. That's, that's got guys. That's all like, they're all like six, eight, six, nine. And you just feel like they could touch arms and, you know, block you from the basket. And so I almost feel like that's our secondary to an extent. And so part of the reason Patterson feels like he can play man in those situations is because even if you're a good receiver, that length really makes it hard to get off the line and then to get open enough for a guy to deliver the ball under pressure. And so I guess it will depend on if you're going to send that pressure. Like, are they scoring because they're just beating that man coverage or are they scoring because somebody makes a great play or are they scoring because the blitz doesn't get home? Like, I think it just kind of depends on what happens and that's how he'll have to adjust. And I mentioned this, like, can you recall a defended pass 10 or more yards down the field this year where our you know, defensive back just got beat, just like the ball went up and their receiver just made a play over him. You know, we yeah. covered the, we, we were, we had him covered, but they yeah. just made the play. No, it's either busted coverage or like we're smothering them. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, that's weird. Cause I mean, it seems like in the past we're getting, you know, sometimes we have the right defense and have a guy covered. He just, their guy makes a play. It almost seems like Patterson's first year here that happened a lot. Like we were sending a ton of pressure playing man and we didn't have the guys to really play man. And yeah. so you just got beat. And I think yeah, you don't see that as much. And, at it, all. and you know, it's um, yeah. Like your, I, I like your analogy on the, on the basketball. Cause it does seem like that, you know, when they, when they run, when they motion, we, we're on, we have interchangeable. It seems like our secondary is Yeah. Uh, as far as anybody can really, like when they run motion, and kind of flip the formation. We just we don't have to do a whole lot of adjusting. We just kind of flip our our safeties and uh, around to some you know one guy who was playing closer to the line of scrimmage and the other guy was deep and then we just flip it. It's not a big deal. Um, and it's I don't recall us doing this three safety look where they're perfectly aligned with each other, maybe 15 yeah. yards down the field. Uh, and it's like from for. for maybe 10 seconds pre-snap. That's what we, we're in a very base looking set, but it changes right at the snap. It changes. Yeah. And, and it's, it's almost like as, uh, as pass, the more passive we look like with our corners playing off and whether our safety's playing deep, the more like tightened down we actually are by the time they snap the ball. Yeah. Um, and, and we we're moving a lot. I think Reggie Pearson is like, a, like a very key player. He's like right in the middle and he just he has a ton of responsibilities and it's maybe that's why it seems like, you know, busted plays have kind of gone on his shoulders and some of these, you know, the missed tackle you mentioned, yeah. and it's just because we're relying on him a lot. I mean, he's yeah. played the most snaps and we're putting him in the, in a spot yeah. to make that's, these plays. And that's a good point. He's going to make some and he's going to miss some, but uh, I, I, the, our D I'm really excited, I guess, to see our defense, see how it holds up because I think they're going to look at our, 
look at the way we line up and think we should be able to run run on this yes this yes. front we have right here yes we, we need to run this is this look as a we need to run the ball yep. and they've got a really good running back and you know nobody's ran the ball on us we haven't played anybody but i mean it's it's suffocating our run defense to this yeah. point i was gonna yeah i was gonna say that next is you give those look, and honestly, it's what the Chargers did to the Cowboys. If you watch that game, and they mentioned it on the broadcast, it's like when Dak looks up, he sees, "Well, this is a run look." Like that's that just is what it is based off their alignment, and that's what a quarterback looks up. Like you said, when we have those safeties back there, that's what they say: "This is a run alignment." If this is an RPO, if this is a pre-snap read, it needs to be a run play. We Tech has been good enough to to kind of even if we shift, it's still a lot of like run favorable boxes we just have guys flying around making plays we have not seen an animal though like the texas run game um and so that's probably the key to the game can you continue to show the looks you want to look show because that way you're not tipping your hand you don't yeah. they don't know what you're doing if you have to start loading the box to stop Bijan robinson they are going to know what you're doing and that just opens everything else up and so it's yeah i mean you're, you the hit other, the nail on the head with that and the other time they know what we're doing is when those situations i'm talking about third and medium because it's pretty it's 100 obvious when we've got seven guys lined up on the line of scrimmage and our corners are right down in the in all in their receiver's face yeah like that we're just it's like either zero coverage everybody's coming or we have yeah. one deep safety i will be interested uh if we make a slight adjustment with that, it's something that SFA did that really got to shuck. Um, they lined up just like you're describing. Everybody on the line of scrimmage except for the secondary, but they would have times when three guys would rush. Yeah. And it was zone underneath. And like and Shuck had no idea what he was doing. And so it'll be interesting, like since you like you say, every time we're sending everybody is if we line up like that and we send the left half of the line and the right half drops in the zone and you know gets a cheap pick or something like that that would be the ideal scenario so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if there's any adjustments made um the one thing i noticed just watching texas earlier today is they make a lot of money off of bubbles bubble screens like they do that a ton because they have some talent on the outside and they have some physical guys that, that block well in alabama i guess that's probably i mean they yes. did that a lot at alabama last yes. year exactly and so you know, not only so they they throw those to death off a of run action, and then obviously they've got the 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 plays off of that where you suck everybody up with that, and then you go over the top. We have Tech has played those really well, and we really saw well. it especially against against FIU. I mean, there were some like devastating hits by Fry, by Waters, by Williams, I believe, and so it'll be very interesting. I mean, if that, if you take away that, I mean, we saw it with Yost offense to an extent. If we didn't have the short passing game like that, there, there was kind of no answer. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if we can keep that up as well. I guess that's kind of the theme of the defense. Can you keep doing what you've been doing? And I think we've had an uncanny ability to put Schooler. <laughs> it looks weird because it doesn't, it doesn't seem like he should be playing way out in space yeah. when he is. But those are times where they're, he's defending that that action those now in bubble screens yeah and, uh, yeah i mean he i think patterson's done a good job of uh, defending those and it's like the our guy our corners might be you know seven or ten yards off the line of scrimmage but they are very much keyed into stopping those plays like the ones you're describing the two big hits against fiu yeah, yeah. We, we weren't right on there on no, the receivers no that's we why were, they were so big hits <laughs> 
and and you and the key to that is those safeties know <clears throat> and like when we would coach it just at the high school level you had a trigger guy <clears throat> a guy who if you saw bubble attack it now and you had a guy who this could just be a, a part of the route they're not running bubble they're going to try to go over the top and and if you can keep those safeties back you can keep triggering like triggering like you've been triggering so yeah it'll, it'll definitely be interesting but it's like we've talked about if the run defense holds up, I don't know where Texas goes next because they don't have a great quarterback situation, you know? And so I don't know. I I said this the other day to somebody, if we're talking about somebody gets blown out in this game, I don't think it's tech. Like if you, if, if somebody told you like this game's a blowout, I would put money on tech blowing out Texas which may be stupid, but I just think the defense is good enough. And I don't know if Texas offense is good enough to, to flip it. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I guess I would say, I think if of all the times we've gone and played them, this is the most likely we've been to quote unquote blow them out. Yeah. Just, I don't, I don't think it happens by the way. I'm just saying if one were to blow out the other. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I hope so. One thing I said uh, before the season, I asked you if uh, if, I, if you thought Morgan's turn would be top five in snaps played by yeah. our defense, and you were like, no, no, I don't think so. And I think that I thought that would be just a weird kind of indicator of where our defense is now compared to last year. Because yeah. think about game on the line against Kansas State, third and seven or whatever. Morgan Stern's covering Deuce Vaughn on a slant over the middle, you know, and we, and we lose. Yes. Um, and he played, God love him, walk on from Duke who transfers here and is the best we have. Yes. And this year he's played the 19th most snaps from top five to 19th. And I think that's just a, a big tell. I mean, yeah, I got, mean, you could really look at it. So much different. It's from last year, which. Oh, yeah. I mean, you basically, you added that Josiah Pierre. Um, it seems like he's taken a lot of. Exactly. Yeah, he has. And honestly, Booyer Randall, Reggie Pearson involved, and then, yeah, Pearson. and then and Pearson as well. So yeah, I mean, there's just which, like you said, at, from the reason you asked that question is that's a good thing. <laughs> that means you hit on those transfers. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. And I, I just think that uh, we're, you know, Morgan Stern is not that's not the guy you want in that role covering Deuce Vaughn over the middle. You, you'd no. rather have somebody else. You'd rather have some of these. Uh, somebody like Reggie Pearson. I think you hit on it today when you, what you wrote on the site, I just mentioned Booyah Randall and it got me thinking like watching him and then watching like what the Cowboys did with Micah Parsons on site. I've referenced the stupid Cowboys twice, but um, that that's kind of your Micah Parsons. Like you need him to play linebacker. He can do that pretty well. You need him to rush the passer. He's honestly might be the best pass rusher we have. Then you, and then you look at, uh, uh, I think the Houston game, he causes two of the interceptions because he, uh, he's in coverage and tips the ball. And so it just seems like when he's in there, he is everywhere and he can pretty much do everything you need him to do pretty well. Yeah. And with, the, with that, that's said, what I expected from the get go. So it's nice to see it. Uh, with that said, I wouldn't be surprised if um, we see him. I mean, if Sark is smart, would, if you're looking at our defense, I mean, who, who are you going to try to, who would you prefer to challenge 50 yards down the field? Uh, I think he's probably the one. Yeah, and the linebackers, but, any of the linebackers, probably. Yeah. Um, so I think you know we'll wouldn't be surprised if we see him 
you know, being tested, mm-hmm. but it's, it's exciting. Cause I think, um, you know, somewhat of house money to some extent yeah. being played with, uh, we've got a chance. I mean, the, the money line is not out yet that I saw, but just based on what the line is, it's going to give us about a 30% chance of winning, which I don't know if you agree or disagree with that, but it's, yeah. um, I mean, that's, that's not a, that's not nothing. I mean, we, yeah. we will have a chance. Yeah. We've had less. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we kind of get out of here, I wanted to, we haven't really touched on the offense and that's kind of what's worried us the most. So, I, I mean, I don't know which is it like the obvious stuff. The reason the offense worries you, like, is it just the, the, you know, the inability to protect Chuck? Is it, you know, the run game? Like what is it specifically that kind of, do you think we're just one trick ponies and that one trick is 50 yard bombs? <laughs> I think maybe so. I think it's uh yeah. Outside of the Florida FIU game, we haven't really, you know, sustained drives. I don't know how, um, you know, translatable are some of the long busted runs that we've gotten are. Yeah. Uh, it's, it just, I don't know like to what extent SFA FIU and even U of H maybe um, were having to allocate, you know, re- more resources to stopping the run and doing things that other teams we play won't have to do. And, yeah. and how much that, you know, benefited us in these earlier games, it's just impossible for me to say, I think I'm sure someone smarter could, but I mean, but even just looking at the raw numbers, I mean, you know, we are sixth out of 10th in offensive points per drive and given our schedule, I would have would think we'd be higher than that. Yeah, you know, we're, we're higher than West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Kansas, who have all played a tougher schedule than us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are sixth in touchdown percentage, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, we are, um, you know, we're seventh in turnover per rate. Now we're gaining yards, so I that that's weird. Uh, you know, we're we we are gaining. You know, we're number one in yards per play. Yeah, that is weird. Um, but so I guess that, you know, just the number, have, the eyeball test concerns me a little bit for the offense. And then just looking at some of these numbers concerns me a little bit. I'm not, I like Shuck. I, I would, I would say I am, uh, you know, if I had, if I had to rate Shuck on a scale of one to 100 going into the season, what I thought he would be versus now, I would have him a little bit lower than, and it may not be a lot, but um, I would, I, I definitely don't, you know, I don't, I don't see, the first round pick type after this year, you know, coming happening. Whereas before the year I would have said it's possible. Uh, So that's, that might be another thing for our offense. Yeah. And I almost, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I wonder if we kind of just forgot how difficult it is to come into a new scheme without very many live reps, maybe like, and it's also just like we've talked about, it's been a weird start for the offense. Like, and I almost, I was very impressed the second half of Houston and I was very impressed against FIU. And so I, I don't know. I, the, this, this SFA game, like it was just so weird. So I don't know. I think it's too early to grade. I think would be my answer because I agree. I think I had pretty high expectations. We both did of Shuck and he hasn't reached it yet, but you can see in moments why we thought what we did. (laughs) You know, like, so I, it's hard. It's all, it's too early for me. Yeah. I also think some of these like predetermined throws and that are just being on the same page with, with guys that 
there's been some issues there and like the negative, you know, the, 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 there's a really bad scenario when you're throwing to a spot that there isn't a receiver there. You know, we saw that against SFA, but we had a drive stall out against uh, FIU. I think it was maybe second or third down. And it was um, similar to the, as a comma play, but it was with Geiger to the left side of the, to, of the field. Yeah. Where, we, where they just weren't, oh, yeah, the, yeah. they just weren't on the same page. Um, and, you know, that's, I, that's to be expected. But um, like I said, it, it like, it's not like when you just overthrow a guy, the worst case scenario is it's going to be an incomplete pass. But when you're, when you're throwing a 10 yard, a little hitch route and the guy keeps going straight, yeah. playing zone, it's going to be an interception for a touchdown. Yeah. So that, that's kind of worrying uh, too, but you know, I would say, uh, like, I don't think our we will have to play our best day to win on Saturday. Which, oh, yeah, I agree. Um, which is comforting. On yep. And yeah. then also would say, to on the opposite side, I think they could play their best day, and it's not an automatic loss. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, but I agree. Their best and their best is, you know, it's still going to still gonna be a game. Yes. I, yeah, I most of the time, you know, when we're playing on the road in, in Austin or in some of these other places where if you don't play well, you lose. If, if they play well, you lose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes back to kind of the theme of the season is when you have a, a defense that's with a pulse, you pretty much have a chance in every game, even if you don't play well. And so we saw heck, we saw it last year. That defense wasn't even that good. They were they just had a pulse, like I said, and they won several games, you know, that the offense couldn't move the ball in. And so they played well against Texas. I, I know it's crazy, as crazy as it sounds, there were 40 possessions in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were 40 possessions. That is two games. That's like playing two times. Yeah. They just I mean, and, and you everyone remembers the last part when they were just totally right. out of gas. Or, or the final score where they scored 56. But again, that was yeah. literally two games in one. 56 divided by two is 28. I mean, you know, that they really didn't play that bad. They scored a touchdown. Um, they, they gave us chance, you know, we're blocked force punts deep in their field where we block. I mean, it, to be honest, our offense played good. Yeah. Our, our offense last year was terrible. So um, it was a great game for the offense, but it wasn't like, you know, the defense and offense were both kind of pulling equally. Yeah. But, Which we very rarely had, but, but yeah, I think like if, if, if I were to say if Tech wins, it's because Shuck made plays to extend drives, to you know pull something out of nothing when the pass rush gets home, and that Tech was able to run the ball effectively. Um, if Tech loses, it's because we just couldn't handle the pass rush. You know, Shuck gets hurt. You know, they, they've got a strip sack. They get a, you know, a, a tipped ball at the line for it, for an interception. Like, I really think it – because we've seen a base level of defensive play, and so it almost – the win-loss kind of – that knife's edge is how does the offensive line and Shuck – how do they hold up against Texas' front? And I will – what do you – I'm almost certain that, Wells, we are going to run a fake – of some sort it's coming <laughs> it's and not it's, gonna work <laughs> and like I, you know i wish we would just go for it whenever yeah. we're whenever yes. we're planning to do it i wish we would just line up and go for it unless yeah. unless it is the the direct snap to jalen hutchins on the uh, on like yeah or or you saw something on film like this guy's not paying attention or this guy is lined up incorrectly like I, but surely i mean if you go back and look i think we've played oklahoma 
I know for a fact in Norman, it's the Jalen Hutchins fake punt that we got. Yeah. When we played Kansas State at home, uh, we we had a fake punt pass that was incredible, actually, and it yeah. worked. I don't know if you remember that. And then, yeah. Uh, the onside kick in Stillwater, the onside kick at home to UT. I mean, UT is crazy if they're not telling them, like, something's coming. I mean, yeah. something is coming. I'm, yeah. I'm nearly certain of it. If Wells has a chance, he's obsessed with special teams. <laughs> he's obsessed with blocking, you know, making plays on special teams, like, that win the game when you're a big underdog or, you know, in a situation where you're not. Which is wild because I was just about to say our special teams will probably lose this game for us. Like they are so that's bad. That, that's probably in Wells's mind while he's thinking, <sighs> I've got to do something to offset whatever that's going to happen. Oh, like I never understood Mannix returning kicks. Like we've seen him drop passes since he's been here. And yet he's the guy we decide to return punts. And then, I mean, I thought Fry did a good job. Like, I don't know if that punt hit an FIU guy. Whatever. I think that was kind of a freak play. Yeah. Like, I think he, he not only was he, did he catch everything cleanly, smoothly, but he also like was a threat to do something, which I don't think Mannix is, but it's still the same crap. Like McNamara takes too long to punt. It, one is going to get and blocked. I'll tell you what, I don't know if you did. You see that they're they blocked a punt against Rice, and yes, and it, it's this running back that they have. His yeah. name is Keelan, like Robinson. He's like maybe the fastest player I've ever seen in my life. And they, put him, <laughs> and they put him on. He's on their punt block. I mean, yes, we, somebody needs to make sure that he, you know, we have a body on that guy. Just it's, tell McNamara to hurry up. That's all like it takes so long. I know he's good, but it takes we have now our punt team is now on isn't we have a film out there that if somebody with a sharp eye probably something that they can take advantage of. But no, in all seriousness, I really think we will see something. No, you know, you're right. I just want the special teams to be average. I want us to fair catch every kick. I want I never want us to return one. I want to kick it deep every time. And I wouldn't, I'm not usually that guy, but I have seen our special teams in action. So uh, I don't know. I'm leaning, I'm leaning a close loss right now, just because like that's Texas Tech versus Texas, you know, like it, it it's like you said, we, they're like, we have the skill, we have the talent, we have the scheme to be successful, but I'm looking at like, 27 24 texas right now and that may change before i type it into the prediction thing on friday but or saturday whenever yeah i mean I, that's a reasonable i think it's reasonable to, to predict us to lose and I, I mean gun to my head i would um yeah I, re- I really don't have a good read yeah it's a it's like a sweet spot of the season where you're you, don't, you haven't played anybody uh, really besides U of H, and that was the first game. And yeah, um, they have a new coach. They have a young quarterback who's only played a little bit. I'm not over, I'm not crazy like scared of them to where I would just be inclined to pick us to lose. But um, I think I would guess like Texas thirty to twenty. But I, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't count us out. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you know I think we have a better chance of winning than we did last year. Yes, I totally agree, and we should have won last year. So that's, that's definitely a good sign. Well, either way, we'll, unless you boycott again, we'll be back and we'll talk about it. And who's after Texas? Is it TC? West Virginia. West, yes, West Virginia. That's right. So 
the the bad part is is if you lose to Texas, you need to beat West Virginia. And so yeah, I guess exactly. that's where the house money comes in because if you beat Texas, then you you just got you just got more house money. Like now you're rolling in it. So yeah, because I, I I just uh, I don't know if you saw, but I went and put in like based on numbers that are out today and and kind of revised what I have the odds for the rest of the year. I mean, I only have us as favored two more times, and one of those is contingent on um, Kansas State still having a backup quarterback. Right. Um, so. If Skylar Thompson's playing in that game, it might be more of a pick 'em than us favorite. I mean, I've got West Virginia minus three and a half against Tech, TCU barely favored in Lubbock, Tech favored against Kansas, Tech a small favorite against Kansas State. Yeah, big underdogs at OU, Iowa State minus seven and a half in Lubbock, Oklahoma State minus one and a half in Lubbock, and then Baylor a small favorite against us in Waco. Yeah, the only one I might. I could. I don't think Oklahoma State is very good. I think they should have lost to Boise State. That same ref that blew plays dead against us in SFA blew that fumble dead that should have been a return for a touchdown for Boise State. But that's still an impressive win. But I don't. I don't know. I just. I don't know how good they are. So I could see by the time we play them here, if things go a certain way, we may be the the better team at that point in most people's eyes. But. Yeah, all bets are off because t- everything is kind of coming around to tech now. It's, yeah. it's, I had, you know, we had a, an opinion of this team that was much, much different than everybody else. I mean, yeah. it didn't matter who it was. Yeah. Betting markets, Bill Connolly at ESPN, all the guys that I know and follow, they all hated tech. Yeah. Coming it made us seem like homers. Like and, it didn't, it didn't make sense. And now, and just look at this line it opens UT minus 13 at circa. Circa is an originating book. They use an outfit called Deck Prism. These are like gamblers who know what they're doing. They know how to make markets. And they made this UT minus 13. And the, the market said, no, that's literally the most offline of every one that was offered for the entire weekend. Totally wrong. It's about like from in terms of like an expected win probability, almost 10% off, which is uh, insane. I mean, that's like a huge, huge, huge move. Yeah. And then you look at like, you know, Bill Connolly saying in his bowl predictions that Tech's going to win the Big 12. He's moving us into the top 50. Um, yeah, I think everybody's kind of coming around to where it's – now everyone thinks of us about where I thought we should be, you know. Right. Going into the year. But. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's all coming around to us. So, well, they might as well go out and do the dang thing. Yeah. Um, but, it's exciting. Yeah, I think that's – the for the first time in, like, five years, I am looking forward to Tech games instead of yeah. – The Wells, the Wells haters are quaking, and they have nothing to gain. <laughs> because if, if we win, it's, like, it's tough, you know? Yes. Yeah. 4-0, and it's, like, it's really, really hard that anything bad is going to happen to Wells from here on out. Oh, but, yeah. But, but if we lose, Wells could very still easily be here next yes. year. This yeah. is a bad – this is a, uh, this will be a shaky, uh, not a, there'll be uneasy Wells haters out there. The board will be very quiet is what you're saying. Is well, I don't know if they're all on our board, but there are some on our board. Uh, yeah, I would definitely, yeah, there definitely are some. So opinions on Wells be damned. Let's, uh, let's silence those Wells haters this weekend. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. See you.